And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in to this the Wrap It Up podcast, which streams live after each and every Toronto Raptors game. You can find us online, most platforms live, where that's available. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on YouTube. Like and subscribe to the YouTube page. Tell you really support the pod, support the move that is this, the Wrap It Up podcast. But we're also up on Twitch. On Blast Podcast is where you find us there. And, of course, on Twitter. Now, as we know, we've been talking about this for a while. Because we know where this season is going for the Toronto Raptors. And, I mean, I'll be honest. This isn't going to be a very long podcast. But there are things to talk about. Even though your Toronto Raptors lose to the Atlanta Hawks, 108-103. to your Toronto Raptors now fall to 21 and 34 on the season. That is the eighth worst record in the NBA. So those of you who have been looking for the Tank City season, you might be happy as you peek and look at the uh, reverse standings. That Raptors draft pick might be getting better and better by the day. Those of you who aren't looking for the Tank, And you were maybe thinking that, hey, they could still turn this around. Well, yeah, 108-103 loss. No Kyle in this game. No Freddie in this game. But OG was back. And no Trey Young for the Hawks. This game, though, I I can't really even say that I thought the Raptors were really going to win this game once it started. Because I'll sum this up. I thought Josh Lewenberg summed this up. I thought this was pretty funny in the first half. He says, a nice bounce back for Siakam. Nice bounce back for Siakam, who had 21 first half points on 9 of 12 field goals coming off of Sunday's debacle in New York. Meanwhile, Atlanta's best player is on the bench dressed as French fries. Yet the Hawks have hit 8 of their 15 three-point attempts and are shooting 53%. Wraps down 12 at the break. This whole game basically is summed up by the Hawks on the brink of blowing out the wraps, but not having the firepower, not having their full team able to do it. And the Raptors on the brink of maybe coming back in this game, but not having their best players to fully come back and do it. So this game was pretty much almost a a blowout the entire way. And the Raptors just did things here and there to keep it close, to keep it respectable. And as mentioned, Pascal Siakam's good game, you know, he struggled on Sunday. He, you know, we, we talked about it on the pod. Are people turning on Pascal? Just the season that he's had, it's been kind of tough. Nick Nurse, if you listen to the pregame today, he had some interesting comments about Pascal just in the season that he's had and what's going on. I mean, it's it's been a focal point. It's been a talking point. And as you'd expect, because we've seen it most often than not, A bounce-back game from Pascal Siakam as he had 30 points on 13 of 19 shooting. Also give him 7 assists and 6 rebounds. Now, that's a solid solid outing for Pascal Siakam, for sure. You take that if you're the Raps. And you look at it and you watch his game more and more and you think, now I think you're going to figure out, okay, well, what kind of player is he? 
Who is Pascal Siakam? Can he be the leader of your team going forward? I have thoughts on that. I have a lot of thoughts on that. And I've said it here. I've said it from the beginning, from when he first got the, the max deal. And I'll repeat it now, and I'll say it again in the future, I'm sure, as these questions will continue to mount. Pascal Siakam is a very good player. But I don't think that he can be the leader of your team or he can be, you know, the best player on your team if you have championship aspirations. He's very good. But I think that how he's best suited to succeed on a winning team is by running the floor, it's by getting on the glass, it's by doing all that dirty work. Now, when you put him in a spot where he's playing beside, you know, Chris Boucher, that's a tough front line. And you end up in a situation where you're playing against the Hawks and you have mans like Solomon Hill flexing on the wraps because he's getting on the offensive glass. Solomon Hill. I had to look up the stat sheet because I thought, how's my guy flexing in this game? I don't think he did that much at all. And my guy had seven points. And yet he's flexing on the Toronto Raptors in this game. Either way, Pascal Siakam, you'd rather see these nights, of course, as he continues to work through it. But the key for him going forward is going to be consistency. That's what you want to see. But other positives in this game, you had Kem Birch. You know, you're going to see a lot of Kem Birch. Multiple games now that you haven't seen Aaron Baines. And it's because you got Gillespie and Kem Birch both coming off the bench. But Kem Birch is auditioning for a contract. And he's going to get a lot of playing time to you know, try to get himself a contract next year. 13-7 and seven in this one. 13.7 rebounds. Pretty solid outing for Kem Birch. And you're starting to see more and more of his game. And I think, you know, this might be oversimplifying things. But a lot of the NBA, when you're talking about the best players in the world, right? Everyone can play. Everyone in the NBA can play. Everyone in the NBA is pretty good. The thing is, what can you do consistently? And that's kind of the interesting thing that you're going to get a chance to see if Kem Birch can finally, with some consistent minutes, if he can be, you know, a rotation piece for the Raptors going forward. That's going to be interesting. I, I really want to see how this plays out. But he's off to a great start. As mentioned, right? 13 points, 7 rebounds, 2 steals, give him a block, 5 of 6 from the field goal, or field goal attempts, pardon me, tongue twister there, tongue-tied myself. And it's because I tongue-tied myself because I was looking at the uh, three-pointers there. Because my guy hit a three. One of two from three. Huge. Massive. Now, also, maybe the, the biggest bright spot, and hey, as mentioned, right, this game was on the brink of being a blowout many times over, and the fourth quarter, obviously, same thing happened. But maybe the biggest bright spot that most people will take from this game is Malachi Flynn having another great night. Now, 22 points, cool. 15 points in the fourth, cool. But sometimes it's not just about the stats. Sometimes it's not just about, you know, the, the final stat sheet and you see how many points he scored because it's 22 points, 8 of 18 shooting. He struggled early. Right? 6 of 13 from 3. Cool. But I like the composure you see from the kid late. He wants the ball. He wants to smoke. He's not afraid to take big shots. 
you can see there's still some things he's got to work out, you know, figure out some things here and there, but that's expected, right? You're a rookie coming into the NBA. So it's expected. You're Very few rookies, especially at the point guard position, are going to become able to come in and just hold their own like that right away. So now in a position where Kyle Lowry's toe appears to be bothering him and he's not 100%, but he's going to try to give it a go here and there, right? He played last game, didn't play tonight with their, this being the front end of a back-to-back. But you look forward towards, you know, the rest of the season and it appears as if Malachi Flynn's going to get a lot of minutes. I mean, it doesn't, it also doesn't seem like Fred Van Fleet's going to be coming back soon. That was a thing that Nick Nurse also spoke on. It, it doesn't seem that Freddie's close. So that means a lot of minutes for Malachi coming up. And I think that is a good thing for the Raps going forward. Because no matter what you think of tanking or not tanking, as I've stated here, it's not about should they tank or shouldn't they tank. The reality is, how good is this team to begin with? Sometimes it's not about tanking. Sometimes you're just not that good, so you're going to lose a lot of games. And then when you're dealing with injuries, I mean, why are you, if you're Kyle Lowry and you're dealing with a bum toe and this team is struggling to come into 10th place, I mean, are you going to come back and, and go, do you know what I mean? Like, are you going to really go ham, 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 ham if you're Kyle Lowry heading into free agency, which, you know, I keep saying it, the, this Miami Heat stuff is not going away, but Here's, here's my point. There's going to be room for Malachi Flynn to, to get a lot of burn. And there should be a lot of room for Malachi Flynn to get a lot of burn. I just said, the Raptors are the 8th worst team in the NBA. They are 21-34. and 34. After you win a championship, you are not an organization that cares about getting into a play-in tournament. Or at least you shouldn't be. With guys who have won a championship on your roster. Just my opinion. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm wrong. That's just my opinion, right? Here, always here for the conversation. But you want to see Malachi Flynn continue to play. You want him to get minutes so he can get a crash course, you know, on the job learning from Kyle Lowry while Kyle's still here. You want to see how he handles certain situations. And so far, so good. You want to see this consistent play from Malachi Flynn. So, as mentioned, 22 points in this one, but it was down the stretch. My guy, not afraid to take threes. And then you're in a situation where the Raps are calling timeouts and then drawing up plays for Malachi Flynn. These are the things you want to see. You want to see how the kid reacts in those situations. You want to see his decision-making when you're in a three-possession game. You want to see his confidence to step up and take those threes. And my guy not only stepped up and took those threes, but he made a couple of them down the stretch. That's huge. Massive, massive, massive. And listen, I'm not going to pile on Pascal Siakam. He had 30 points, 13 of 19 in this game. You know, solid game for him, but you'll have the flip side of people that'll be like, uh, meaningless stats. I don't think that's the case. I don't think these stats are meaningless. You'd rather see him do this than what he did on Sunday. To me, the frustrating part, I think, is that you see him play like this. You see him aggressively go to the basket most often than not, and you wonder, why can't you do that all the time? Why can't you do that night in, night out? 
So lots of things going forward for the Toronto Raptors, but they lose this one 108 to 103 to the Atlanta Hawks. I'm going to get to some comments. Uh, I apologize to the people who are, would normally be watching on Instagram, but uh, my Instagram, the phone I use for Instagram was dead and I plugged it in and it hasn't charged yet that would let me log on to Instagram. So I apologize there. But I'll get to the comments here on the YouTube stream again. Like and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, which is at Sheldon Alexander. And this is where, you know, most of the chat goes down. So send in your comments and questions like Lucas did. Lucas says, interesting finish. They were cold from three all night, though. Uh, Birch was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I mean, Ken Birch, again, he's not... Temper your expectations is my point, right? You want to, you know that he's capable. You know that, you know, you wouldn't really trust Orlando to be such a great judge of talent, if that makes sense. Or I guess the way I should phrase it is I trust the Raptors development program a lot more than I do the Orlando Magic development program. Fair? Yeah, that makes sense. The fact that Nurse is also the coach of the national team which Birch plans to play on this summer, means that you know he'll be in the lab all offseason. That part's also huge. I think that all bodes well for a guy who wants to play at home. He's highly motivated going into uh, a contract you know, negotiation, let's say, this offseason. So with all those things, all those things in his favor, I think this is a really good look for him because... The, re- the other reality of the situation is that we might not see Aaron Baines get a, get playing time again for the rest of the season. I mean, barring knocking on wood because you don't want to see injuries happen. But the reality is there's going to be a lot of minutes for Kem Birch to prove. And remember, Boucher is playing center, but he probably shouldn't be a center. Right, he's probably better suited as a power forward, and so if things went well for Birch, you could see him getting some burns as starting center if he continues to play well. But you know, you see him tonight in 25 minutes putting up the numbers that he did, and as the team gets used to his skill set, what he's capable of doing, you might see more time from him. 25 minutes here, but Gillespie also just showing to be a big body, understanding his role, getting on the glass, trying to own the paint. Cool. You like that? You take that if you're the Raps. No, I got nothing bad to say about Ken Birch. I like the move when they got him, and this is a good audition for him. Dub C says, I thought it was over, but Malachi made it interesting. He can shoot. ATL has played the Raps well this season. That is true. It's been a tough year for the Raps against, uh, against the Hawks. The Hawks continue to just... You know, they have the Raps number this year. If you remember earlier on this season, the Tony Snell three. Yeah. Aisha says, how many fake comebacks are we going to have this season? The optimist, the optimist in me says, maybe this time, deep down, I know that's not going to happen. So here's what I'll say about that. At least they're showing fight still. Right. And and this isn't about moral victories. This isn't about, you know, like trying to put a positive spin on it because I've been honest the entire time about what I want to see from this season. Right. 
like my expectations from this season and what I wanted to get out of this season. And the reality is, if you're not getting losses, you at least want to see effort. You at least want to see which guys are out here giving a fuck, still playing hard, still going ham, still trying. And so you could go out there and get your teeth kicked in by 20 or 30 every single night. But this team isn't doing that, regardless of who's in the lineup. And I think that's an important thing. Because they're going to take L's. They're going to take L's. And again, this isn't about moral victories because there, there's no victories when you're just losing like this. But, you know, you're talking about the fake comebacks. Yeah, as I said, I didn't think the Raps were going to come back in this game. But the fact that they would continue to push made it somewhat interesting, to me anyways. Jeremy says, I like Birch. Uh, Dub C says, a couple of steals and a nice block for Birch as well. Also says, Gillespie had good energy. Totally agree with that. I think that, you know, it, it's cool to see those two big guys do their thing. Because we're so used to watching Baines. And I'm okay with not seeing Aaron Baines. I gotta stop doing that. I don't want to continue to seem like I'm bashing Aaron Baines. He's been through enough this season. <laughs> Owen says, I got a quarter for every time Pascal screamed... Or sorry, if I got a quarter for every time Pascal screamed while going up for a layup, I'd be making just as much money as he is. <laughs> well played, Owen. Well played. I like that one, Owen. Well, well played. Uh, Glow Girl Smile says, nice to see Birch almost get his career high of 14. I have a feeling, I have a sneaky feeling he's going to surpass that career high sometime before the end of this season. Just a thought. Uh, Sanjay says, your thoughts on Jamal Murray tearing his ACL. That really, 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 really sucks. And it's tough because, you know, he's been, he was sitting out with a knee injury for a while, trying to rest it, trying to rest it, then finally came back and then boom, torn ACL. And it sucks because they had a really good chance this season. Right When they made that trade for Aaron Gordon, they started playing really, really well. He was a really good piece that fit in well with the rest of that team. And we obviously know what Jamal Murray was able to do last season in the bubble, in the playoffs. So you're kind of looking for it and thinking, hey, this is a team that could make some noise in the playoffs. So to see him go down like that, it sucks. Because he captured, you know, for Canadian basketball fans in those playoffs last year, it was a great ride. Watching Jamal Murray put in work against Kawhi and the Clippers. Watching that duel he had with Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs where they're trading 50 pieces. Like, that was really cool to watch. And I think from a Basketball Canada standpoint, trust me, I'm going to round this all out. I think for us as basketball fans, watching him last year in the NBA was so cool. He had so many good moments in the bubble. So many good moments in that playoffs. So many big-time games. And then also add in, you know, the maturity we saw from him when he was speaking on, obviously, the difficult circumstances that happened last summer. And, you know, it's it's weird because as I say that, I think to what we're talking about in the real news as well right now, and that part seems weird, but that's a story for, oof, not this podcast right now as much as, yeah. But the point I'm trying to make here is that we saw so much from Jamal Murray. We saw so much 
of a maturity from Jamal Murray in both his game and both just as that dude, as a man. And we were looking forward to seeing so much more of that this summer, potentially with Team Canada. And that part is a part that sucks as well. Because Canada obviously has huge plans for this, you know, this summer and trying to qualify for the Olympics, if there even is going to be an Olympics, which again is a conversation for another day. But that's a huge blow because that's a kid that has stated over and over again how much he wants to play for his national team. And, you know, he was going to be one of the focal points, one of the leaders, if he was able to participate, because we all know how the NBA schedule would have played out and if they made a deep run in the playoffs and he probably wouldn't have been able to take part in a qualifier. But all that said, it's just a huge blow. But one thing we know is that my guy's going to be back in the lab and he's going to come back strong. So obviously we're trying to send all the positive vibes to Mr. Murray as you know he tries to heal up after a terrible, terrible injury. And it, it sucks for basketball fans, for Canadian basketball fans, for the Nuggets, for Canada basketball. It's just a tough situation. But sometimes it's the adversity that'll make you stronger. And the hope is we can only hope that he comes back better than ever. And says, oh, how I wish Pascal and JTJ could have a good game on the same night. It's a great point, Ann. It's a great point. <laughs> and... I've kind of thought that about the Raptors for the whole entire season. All of their players, like the way that this team was set up, because there wasn't a, you know, straight hierarchy. Like, this is the number one. This is the number two. This is like all of those guys never played well at the same time. Even bring back uh, Norm into this. So, you know, as they sort all those things out, we'll see. Uh, Aisha says Siakam and Flynn combined 53 points. If only the rest of the team managed to score 60. So, so true. Jeremy says prayers for Jamal. I see a Jamal heart emoji from Dub C as well. Glow Girl Smile says I think Pascal gets more heat than any other Raptor player. JTJ only got seven points tonight. No one's getting mad at him, which is very true. But as we've been talking about, Pascal probably makes what i don't gary trent jr makes less than 10 mil a year i'm pretty sure so yeah that's probably why people get more mad at pascal uh herman modi herman says i'm not too upset about the loss instead i'm impressed by flynn i think if you're a raptors fan that's kind of how you got to watch the rest of the season if you're planning on watching the rest of these games, you got to be watching to see the development of Malachi Flynn. You got to be watching to see the development of Kem Birch and Boucher. Those are the things you got to see. Can Pascal at least string together a bunch of games and finish off the season on a positive note? Can OG continue to develop his offensive game? Those are the things I think you got to look for if you're a Raptors fan still tuning into these games and to this pod because that's what we're going to be talking about. Mark says, Nurse channeling his inner Patrick Ewing after Boucher took that shot. <laughs> I mean, Boucher, that step back three. <laughs> the Raps are on a run. The Raps were coming on. And that's what I mean when there's no distinct hierarchy. Um, Chris Boucher takes a step back three in crunch time. <laughs> it was a horrible, horrible shot. 
But, yeah. Yeah. This is where we're at. This is where we're at. Uh, someone says, hello, new here. How confident are you that the Raptors squeezing into the eighth seed? I really want to see this group in the playoffs. Uh, at this point, I don't know. You're battling injuries. You're battling. Nurse talked a lot about these guys coming back from their stint on COVID. And they've each talked about the fact that sometimes you feel good and sometimes you don't. And I'll be honest, as someone who has COVID, I'm not playing in NBA games, right? <laughs> but I can tell you there are times where, you know, I'll finish a workout or I'll be mid-workout and I feel, you know, you feel that in my chest. And that's not something that happened before I got COVID. Not at all. So when I hear NBA players talk about it and the few times that we actually do hear professional athletes talk about it, I can't, I can't fathom it. I really can't. And says, Aisha, a little more time together and we will build the chemistry, hopefully. That's the hope. That is definitely, definitely the hope. Uh, more comments. MC Maestro says, Raptors did not have it going today at this point. Uh, I'm happy to just see Cam Birch get some rebounds, making shots. Baines is so frustrating to watch. Yeah, as mentioned, I don't think you'll be able to see much of Baines yet. So, yeah. Kamal says, I agree. I don't really want to see the Raptors get beat up trying to go far in the playoffs this year. I'd rather watch this group and see what they can do this season. Solomon says, is it just me or did Siakam's monster night kind of mess up the team's cohesion tonight? It was mostly hero ball out there. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of the part that I'm talking about when Siakam, you know, it's like when he gets the ball in the flow of the offense, okay, cool, get it and go. Make your decision and go, right? But the flip side of that is sometimes it does become too hero ball. And sometimes if it is dribble, 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 what's the rest of the team doing? But you, we got to be careful, right? Because you don't want to be playing both sides because you, you want them to be aggressive. You want them to get it going. You want them to, you know, get busy and get buckets. But you also want it to come within the flow of the offense. And that's that's a fine line. And that's tough. It's very tough. K2's Garnett, we're basically tanking. How do you not play Lowry for rest when Bembry was out and OG rested the last game? I'm guessing someone's getting rest tomorrow. Yeah, uh, so sorry, I'll finish continuing the comments. He says, we had one PG the whole game. Baines cost us so much this season. Imagine a full roster uh, with Birch energy and with bench energy and availability to at least keep up with the guards on the outside. So I'll start with the, the rest part of this. So I think, you know, part of this rest stuff, I don't... I don't necessarily think that it's all tanking. I think that really the rest stuff has to do with, you know, Pascal and OG. Well, first off, Kyle says he's not 100% yet, right? Like he's trying to give it a go, but he's not 100%. So you're going to rest him because you're not going to play him on an injured toe in this situation. You're just not. Nor does he want to play on an injured toe in this situation as he heads into free agency. Because he doesn't want to risk injuring it more and having it become a worse injury or a long-term injury. The other part of the rest stuff is OG and Pascal, as mentioned. And, you know, go watch Nurse pregame. He talked a bit about it. But those guys have mentioned how they're still dealing with these COVID symptoms post, 
you know, your breathing, your conditioning, it's still not back. So I can understand why they're arresting guys. And when you add all these little things up, including, you know, do they really care that much about coming in 10th? It makes sense to me to give guys rest. It does. We might not like it. We'd like to see the Raps come back and win these games. But sometimes there's there's a bigger picture at, at play. Uh, what else do we got here? Ali says Raps need to move the ball more. Their ball movement has seemed to have disappeared a lot in this bad stretch. Yeah, I mean, you're playing a lot without Kyle and Fred. You're playing without your floor generals. So that's going to happen. It's going to happen. And says this is officially the lost season. The bench players will get lots of development over the next few days. I think that's how we all got to look at this season. You're just going to watch these games and hope that you see some development from Malachi. You're going to watch these games, hope that you see some development from Boucher and Birch. And that's what the season's got to be about. Because it's not about will they want to tank or won't they want to tank. There's so much going on that if Fred has an injured hip, and he doesn't seem like he's close, why are you rushing him back? That makes no sense. And the reality of you going on a run without Fred Van Fleet, that's not that realistic. So when you, again, when you add all those things in, you get this situation that we're in now. And it's tough, but it's just the reality of the situation that your Toronto Raptors find themselves in. And that situation that we speak of is unfortunately... Another loss as your Toronto Raptors fall once again to the Atlanta Hawks 108 to 103. Siakam and Malachi Flynn led a comeback late when the Raps fell just short. They weren't really in the game to be honest, but they made it close. They kept fighting and kept fighting and kept fighting. Pascal Siakam had a bounce back game. Z put up 30 points, 7 assists, and 6 rebounds. The key, though, was his 13 of 19 shooting from the floor. And really, if you think about it, my guy was 1 of 5 from 3. 1 of 5 from 3. Right? So he had a good night from the floor outside of the 3-point shooting. Kem Birch, also a bright spot. 13 and 7 off the bench. 1 point shy off of his career high. So positive signs we're seeing from Kem Birch. And, of course, Malachi Flynn. 15 points in the fourth quarter. 22 points overall. He's hella confident. My guy was trying to take charge down the stretch late. I like it, Raptors fans. I actually really like it. And so even in the loss, you got to look at the big picture and think that even if there's a loss, there's a better chance of getting a good player that can help you next season. And that's got to be the goal. So Raptors lose 108 to 103. Thank you guys for tuning into this, the Wrap It Up podcast, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors postgame show there is. You can find us streaming live after each and every Toronto Raptors game on YouTube. Like and subscribe to the YouTube page, which is Sheldon Alexander. If you're on YouTube right now, you'll see an icon in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen right about over here. And if you hit that, if you hover over that, you can subscribe to the YouTube page, which means every time we go up live after a game, boom, you'll get a notification that we are on. So we got you covered on YouTube. We got you covered on Twitter. We got you on Twitch. Like and subscribe. Do your thing, Raptors fans, because we take care of you here. The only live and interactive Toronto Raptors postgame show there is. 
Also, also, if you ever miss the podcast, you can find us wherever you get your pods on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and the aforementioned YouTube. Just like and subscribe there. Remember, Wrap It Up is a show. On Blast Podcast is a network. That's what you got to search and find. Bunch of different podcasts on the On Blast Podcast Network there for you. So tune in. Let us know what you think. This is about you. We always want to hear what you got to say, good or bad. So I really appreciate you guys for tuning into this with me as you normally do. And we'll be back tomorrow as Raptors face a former friend, Mr. DeMar DeRozan and the San Antonio Spurs. So until tomorrow, my name is Sheldon Alexander. I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Oh.